welcome back to the podcast. This is episode six of the Intuition Experiment. I'm your host, psychic medium Deanna Marie, and this episode will focus on ancestors and your departed loved ones. We're now in spooky season at the time of this recording, and we'll be heading into the holiday season with Thanksgiving and Christmas just around the corner here in the U.S. I know that several of you may be missing your departed loved ones, especially during this time of year. So this episode is all about using the practice of ancestor veneration as a way to honor your departed loved ones and your ancestors during the holidays, but also any time of year. And the experiments in this episode are all about how to communicate with them via signs and synchronicities. As we've discussed in previous episodes, there is a difference between using your intuition and receiving signs from the spirit realm. While this show is called The Intuition Experiment, some episodes, like this one, focus on receiving guidance from the spirit realm versus solely using your intuition. And I've said this before, and I'll say it again, both internal and external guidance are important in playing a role in your decision-making and navigating your life. Ancestor veneration is not only a way to honor our ancestors, but it's also helpful if you'd like to receive guidance from them. So let's dive right in. I recently learned about ancestor veneration, and I was fascinated by this cultural and spiritual practice. So I wanted to share some of what I've learned with you in case it inspires you to continue your learning on this topic or to start an ancestor veneration practice of your own. Um, But for the sake of this episode, I'm going to discuss what ancestor veneration is, why you might want to start a practice, and how you can get started. So what is ancestor veneration? Well, ancestor veneration is a practice found in various societies around the world, and it involves showing respect and honoring your ancestors through rituals, offerings, and intentions or prayers. The practices can vary greatly from culture to culture, But the common threads that I found in my own research is the deep respect and connection to one's ancestors and the belief in their continued influence on the living. In Chinese culture, for example, veneration involves offering food, incense, and other items at ancestral altars or graves. They usually worship their ancestry during specific holidays, and place ancestral tablets with the names of deceased family members on their altars. In Japanese culture, families clean and decorate graves, they light lanterns, and make offerings to honor their deceased ancestors during their Oban festival. In African culture, rituals include pouring libations, offering food, and seeking guidance from ancestors through divination. In Mexico, Dia de los Muertos is a holiday dedicated to honoring and remembering departed loved ones. Families create elaborate altars with offerings like marigolds, candles, sugar skulls, and the favorite food and drinks of the departed. In indigenous cultures, practices can involve storytelling, rituals, and ceremonies to connect with and honor the wisdom and guidance of ancestors. In European and Western traditions, departed loved ones are honored through remembrance, visiting graves, and celebrating All Saints Day or All Souls Day. 
From these examples, you can see that in several cultures, veneration occurs during specific holidays or festivals. In others, veneration can happen anytime. And there may be different schools of thought on this, but I think it's acceptable to follow the cultural and spiritual practices that resonate with you, as long as your intentions are pure and respectful, and you educate yourself so that you're following the traditions of that culture as much as possible. Having said that, it's also my understanding that you don't have to follow a particular cultural tradition to venerate your ancestors. You can create your own rituals and practices, again, as long as they're respectful, to honor your departed loved ones and ancestors. So why would someone want to venerate their ancestors? Well, there are a number of reasons. Ultimately, the reasons are deeply rooted in cultural, spiritual, and personal beliefs, and it can serve various functions for people. So here's just some of the reasons that you might want to begin an ancestor veneration practice. For starters, it provides a mechanism to hold remembrance, reverence, and deep respect for those that came before us. It helps us to preserve our heritage and cultural traditions. It helps us make connections to their wisdom and discover their stories. It facilitates the continuation of the energetic bonds between realms. It promotes our ability to allow our ancestors to assist and guide us during times of need. It can be used as a means of healing and reconciliation when there were family conflicts or unresolved issues. It's a way to mend broken ties and seek forgiveness. And it serves as a reminder that we're not alone in this world. If this sounds like something that interests you, then let's talk about how you might go about creating an ancestor veneration practice. First, if you don't know a lot about your ancestors, it would be helpful to learn more. Um, things like what were their names? What did they do for careers? How many siblings or children did they have? How long did they live? Some of these details can be found in genealogy records, or you can ask the elders in your family about them. But doing a little digging and educating yourself about their lives will benefit you in the veneration process. As you learn about them, you may even notice parallels in their life and yours. Learning about them is not only a way of showing them respect, but it helps you build an appreciation for their lives and how they might have lived. After you've learned a bit about your ancestors, you can begin a veneration ritual or practice. And there are several ways you can approach your practice. As I discussed earlier, various cultures and belief systems may serve as a framework for how you approach your practice. However, if you don't align with those cultural practices and want to create a custom veneration practice, then creating an altar space may be something to consider. When we perform ancestor veneration, we send metaphysical currency to the astral realm, and an altar space is an excellent way to do that. An altar is a sacred space used for rituals, and it can be any size you'd like, something small or something more elaborate based on your desires and what you have room for. To give you some examples, my altar space contains photographs of my ancestors, candles, and items that represent them, as well as some personal items that belong to them. I have a couple of crystals to promote the energy of the space, and I offer water and a sweet treat that I replenish when I perform my ritual. Some other ideas that you may also wish to include are incense, fresh flowers, letters of gratitude, family heirlooms, prayer beads, meditation tools, 
cultural or religious symbols or icons, personal tokens, music, divination tools like tarot cards, pendulum, or runes. Really, anything that evokes their spirit or resonates with you personally can be placed on your altar. These items are metaphysical currency and offerings to your ancestors and departed loved ones to signal to them that you're looking to connect. These objects, along with an invocation or prayer, will facilitate a relationship with them. Now, feel free to create an invocation that resonates with you, but it should show respect and honor for them. Here's a simple example of the invocation that I use. I simply say, To my uplifted and enlightened ancestors, known and unknown, I respect and honor you with gratitude. I welcome your spirit to stand with me and guide me along my path. Help me become sensitive to your presence. Thank you for the sacrifices you made and for guiding and protecting me. The next thing to decide is when you want to perform your ritual and how often. Will you do it weekly, monthly, holidays, or special occasions? or just ad hoc whenever you feel called to sit with the altar. The choice is up to you. Then you can customize your ritual as you see fit. I like to cleanse my space with incense or sound before starting. I just simply ring a bell, or I use my small singing bowl for sound cleansing. Then I say my invocation. I meditate to call them into the space. I acknowledge them. And finally, I ask any questions that I have. Sometimes I ask about their lives, especially when I'm doing genealogy research, and sometimes I ask for guidance in mine. Then I close the space by thanking my ancestors. And that's the base of what I do, but sometimes I may sit longer or do other things like pull tarot cards if I'm feeling called to do that. So there you have it. You can create the practice that feels right to you. And I just want to share one other alternative suggestion that you may want to consider if setting up an altar space doesn't resonate with you, is practicing free writing to get guidance. Free writing just involves writing down whatever thoughts come to you without regard for grammar or any rules of writing. You just open up and allow your consciousness to move freely from one idea to the next. And in this case, you'd be asking your ancestors to inspire the words that you write. So with this approach, I meditate for a few minutes And then I begin by writing my invocation prayer, followed by writing, I welcome you to write through me now. And I write my questions and allow the responses to flow through me. So I hope you found this episode helpful and maybe it even inspired you to work with your ancestors. Next, I'll discuss a few ways to receive signs from your ancestors and departed loved ones. For this episode's experiment, I'll share three ways to receive signs and communicate with your ancestors and departed loved ones. In the first experiment, you'll ask for and receive a sign from your departed loved one. To do this, you'll just start by getting into a calm and peaceful state. I like to meditate for a few minutes. Then, think about one of your ancestors or one of your departed loved ones. If you've created an altar space, then this is a great activity to add to your ritual or practice from time to time. As you call them to you, try to sense the energy shifting around you. You may start to feel a presence, but it's okay if you don't. Just give it a minute or two, though, to see if you could feel the subtle energy around you. After you've called them to you, 
you're going to ask for a sign. Now, there's a couple of ways that I like to do this. One way is to ask for a specific sign that I associate with them so that they can let me know that they're around me. I associate ladybugs with my mom, so I will often ask for a ladybug. I might say, Mom, please send me a ladybug in the next 24 hours to let me know that you're with me. Alternatively, when I'm looking for guidance in my life, I usually will pick a different sign and ask the spirit to send me a sign that I'm on the right track or a sign if it's in my best interest to pursue something. So in this case, I might ask for a lotus flower because it's a strong personal symbol for me. Um, And you can pick whatever symbol works for you. So I'd say something like, Mom, please send me a lotus flower within the next 24 hours if it's in my best interest to pursue this new job opportunity or whatever it is I'm looking for. And after I've asked for the sign, I just keep a lookout for that sign to appear. The second experiment that you may want to try is to go on a date with your ancestor or departed loved one. Now, (laughs) I know that this may sound kind of silly, but I actually tried it and I was amazed by what happened. So I'll explain it in case you might want to try it too. All you need to do is set the intention before you go out. If you've created an ancestor altar, then you could do it during one of your rituals. But if not, just take a few moments to get quiet before you go and ask for a specific departed loved one to give you a sign when you're out or when you're at a specific location. Then you'll look for the signs that invoke a memory of them or look for the specific sign that you associate with them. You can do this before going out for a walk. You can do this before going shopping, really any activity that you have planned. When I did this activity, I just planned to go out and peruse some resale and some antique shops, and I asked my mother to send me a sign to let me know that she was with me. Again, I associate ladybugs with her, and I found several items with ladybugs on them. But the more fascinating find was when I found her name on a book in one of the stores. And her name is not that common either. So just keep an open mind about what signs might appear and have fun with it. And the third way to connect with your departed ancestors is through meditation. You can simply sit in meditation and ask them to come through. When you sense an energetic presence around you, talk to them in your mind and ask them your questions. Now, I'd be remiss if I didn't also mention that I have created a free 20-minute guided meditation if you'd like some help in this area. It's available for download to those who sign up to my email list on my website. I don't sell your information, and I won't spam you if you sign up. I just send out announcements and discount codes for my services from time to time. So if you'd like to get a copy of the meditation, then just head over to my website, and you'll see a button to sign up at the bottom of the homepage. You can find the link to my website in the episode description. And that's it for this episode. As we wrap up, I encourage you to ask for signs from your ancestors or your departed loved ones. They can be a great resource for the guidance you're seeking in your life. And if you're missing them, then these experiments are helpful ways of communicating. Thanks so much for listening to the Intuition Experiment podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe and let us know how you feel about the show by leaving a review. And as always, feel free to reach out with any questions or topics that you'd like us to explore in future episodes. (music) 